Hello and welcome into Maroon and Bold, brand new season. I'm your sports editor, Austin Chastain. I would say alongside staff reporter Christian Boer, but he's not by my side. It's, you can see him actually in my apartment here in Mount Pleasant. Back in town, finally. It's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say it, it's really good to be back. Obviously, the online class or, you know, in-person classes, well, you know, that's not our show. We won't talk about that, but... It's like I said. It's just good to be back in Mount Pleasant. I I rolled in here um, what last weekend and just had the the biggest dumbest smile on my face when I was just rolling down Mission Street. It was uh, it it, 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 was, it was nice. It was nice to be back and be back to stay. So I'd been up a couple times over the summer and just for just for a day, just to you know grab some stuff from my apartment and bring it back home uh, down to West Michigan. So yeah, it's uh, like like I keep saying it's. Uh, it's excellent to be back. I'm very happy to be back. And we're back to do another season of Maroon and Bold. No sports, but we'll, we're still here to do Maroon and Bold. Christian Boer, how are things with you, man? You know, not too bad. You know, it's nice to be out of the, the bright horizons and bright lights of Everett, Michigan, and all, you know, 70 or so people that live there and be back here in Mount Pleasant. And um, really good to be back in my dorm. I know a lot of people don't really enjoy the dorm life. I don't mind it. I like it. I like being with my roommates. Uh, it's nice to have some sort of sense of normalcy, even if it's not truly normal around here. Obviously, you're going to class once a week in person. You know, everything's online. But it's something that I feel like we're going to get used to at some point. And I honestly can't complain about the way that our professors are handling things around here and, and everything that's going on. I really like how everyone's adapting to the changes. And so far, so good on my end. Awesome, man. Um, glad to hear that. I'm glad, uh, glad you're back in Mount Pleasant and, you know, able to, uh, like you said, kind of get back to some kind of normalcy. Um, I think that's what we all kind of need now. And like I said before, with, you know, the, all the cancellations of fall sports in the, in the Mid-American Conference, it's definitely, uh, definitely going to be tough. Um, that said, we, you know, we still have some, some sports news that we're, we're able to talk about talk about and that we're able to bring to you guys um you know the, i guess the big one uh, not i guess the big one it, the the big one the big story um in the in the off season in the summer if you will um michael alford stepping down as as the athletic director at cmu the and i guess now the big story is trying to find his replacement who who is going to step in and, and take over that role it's been pretty quiet on that on the search front, actually. Um, there's just no rumblings. I mean, with with no sports, no one. Like, I guess there are some people that are interested in in the job, but it's it's just a little it's a little tough to think about. Oh yeah, you need to go out and hire a, an athletic director after or amid a global pandemic. So it's just been. Very, like I said, it's very quiet on that search front. But Tony Paul, the Detroit News, uh, reported was that yesterday that, and I'm, I'm, I'm I apologize in advance. Um, Derek Vandermeer might not be getting that pronunciation right, so I do apologize for that if if that indeed is incorrect. Uh, but he's the COO of Arizona's athletic department. He is a candidate, and he's been the only name so far. Um, that's been named a candidate for, for the job. Um, Paul also reported that there are, there are at least 
two sitting ADs that are interested in taking the job didn't name names because um, that's kind of a, of a speculation kind of thing that they might be interested. So there's no really, um, like I said, there's just no, there's no name associated other than, than Vandermeer. Um, he actually has a long history of CMU. He's actually spent, he actually spent, and, and this is why I, I sincerely apologize. Um, but he, he spent over 20 years uh, at, at CMU and had a variety of roles within the department. Um, so there, there's a lot to take in with, with that. There's a lot to kind of unpack there. First of all, the guy's been here. The guy was around for a really long time. He was here at CMU, like I said, for, for, for more than 20 years. So there's, there's one piece of it. So he, he knows what CMU is all about. He knows the culture. He knows Mount Pleasant. The other piece of that is Arizona. Former CMU athletic director Dave Hickey is the athletic director at Arizona who, I guess, oversees um, Vandermeer. And then you have Alford kind of, kind of using that tie of of Hiki to, to CMU and and I'm not sure it's it's the whole committee it's the oversight com or the uh, search committee there's a there's a ton of people on that committee a um, couple of student athletes um, some faculty and of course um, President Davies and Alford's on that on that search committee as well but that whole committee kind of using that CMU tie to and it's kind of backwards there's again that's kind of speculation but to go after one of Hiki's guys. Yeah, and the thing with that, you know, about Vandermeer, how, like you mentioned, CMU guy, played football at Central Michigan, actually, you know, offensive lineman in the early 90s. Um, and, you know, he's been around pretty much every program that the Chippewa has during his tenure. He was a chief operating officer, deputy athletics director. So plenty of experience there. He's doing the same sort of thing over Arizona right now under Hickey and Honestly, I can't think, you know, looking at his credentials right now, I really can't think of a guy that in terms of tying in and, you know, they love to throw around the phrase being a Chippewa around this athletic department. If that's what you're looking for in a guy, you don't get much better than Derek Vandermeer here. And again, sorry, we haven't really been prepped on his pronunciation of his last name, but, um, you know, the bachelor's degree from Central Michigan, master's degree from Central Michigan, left here in 2013, no better time than the present for a reunion. Yeah, really. And, I mean, it sounds like this dude, and, and excuse me here, buddy, it sounds like he's marooned in gold through and through. Um, you know, and, and that, like you said, you know, they're, they're always after, you know, a, a true, you know, after true Chippewas, right? Yeah. Like you said, that's what they like to say. And, you know, that's that's kind of their – philosophy when they when they go out and try to find these people to, to, to work for them and yeah I, I completely agree with you I mean like I said I mean and now now knowing that he's graduated from here because I'll be honest with you I, I didn't I didn't know a whole ton about him going I just know. checked his bio page right and you know that uh, that's good but knowing that he not only you know earned his bachelor's degree here master's degree here played football here he was a defensive or an offensive lineman. Excuse me, excuse me on that. But he was—he played football here. He knows—he knows CMU football like the back of his hand now, right? I mean, well, he, he did back when he played. So, I mean, I know there's a couple of other people you know interested in the job, but if this guy's a, a lead candidate as as 
you know, Tony Pollard said, then, I mean, it sounds like it, you don't need to do a whole lot more searching, <laughs> if no. I'm being completely honest with you. Honestly, like yeah. You guy. Yeah, he's got all, I mean, you look right down his credentials, he's chief operating officer at Arizona right now, that's, you know, he that's a position you can parlay into an AD job. He's been a deputy athletic director. He's worked in all different variations. You know, he's overseen faculty operations, that sort of thing. Been a part of some big things over Arizona. Uh, honestly, he just seems like a really good fit. Now, filling the shoes that Michael Alford's going to leave here is going to be difficult because you look at all the fundraising that he did in his tenure at Central Michigan – Alford's not going to be an easy guy to replace, but if you go out and get a guy with experience, you know, like this former Chippewa has, it can be a, a win-win for a, for a department that's looking to kind of enhance that we're Chippewa's mantra. What better guy than a, than a CMU graduate? And not just any, but a guy with really, really good credentials and, you know, a guy whose resume really sticks out. Right, exactly. So it, you're not just talking about where he went to school, where he played football. I mean, the the dude, the dude has, like you said, he's done so. He's done a lot of a great things. And I mean, University of Arizona. I mean, bear down. That's that's one of those. That's one of those teams that you kind of recognize. That's one of the teams that you recognize uh, throughout the country. Is is especially especially with basketball. I mean, their basketball team has been their men's men's basketball team has been. I would say pretty good within the last couple of you know in the last decade. They made made the NCAA tournament pretty pretty regularly. Um, you know, always challenging for the Pac-12 title. Football has uh, been a little bit of a struggle, but still, I mean, it, you know, they're still they're still up there. They're still you know contending. So from the athletic side and you know from the business side too, I mean, it's been um, like I said, you know, Arizona's kind of built up its brand through the years, and 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 Vandermeer is um, you know has been an integral part of that. So that's been you know that's. I mean, I I would think that it's it you know it should be a done deal. I mean, I'm not I'm not reporting that it is because I have no idea. Um, but it sounds like they that they might you know be able to have their guy. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. that's a guy you could definitely pull the trigger on, in my opinion. You know, the the I think the credentials itself speak for itself, and you know, I've mentioned that he him being a Central Michigan graduate helps his case. But if they wanted to hire someone who was just simply a Central Michigan graduate they could hire somebody who graduated last year it's not just that he's a CMU grad he's a dude that's got the you know the credentials he's got the experience and you can't tell me that David Hickey who obviously you know he had a great tenure here too isn't going to tell him hey man we can you know nothing no offense but we can replace you if you decide that you want to take this job and as a Chippewa alumni I feel like it would be hard for him to pass it up if he's offered the job oh yeah absolutely I mean that would be like I said, it, I mean, it's it's kind of a no-brainer at this point for for a guy like that to, to, to come back. I mean, we we've seen it before. You know, John Bonamigo is is one that the one that comes to mind for me that former Chippewa came back and and I mean he yeah we won't talk about 2018, but he had a pretty successful tenure here. I mean, it was short, but it was it was fairly successful. Led, led the team to a couple of bowl games. Um, you know, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> as I guess competitive, um, you know, as, as maybe someone hoped, 
but still, I mean, he had a pretty successful tenure here. You know, like I said, with the getting the team to the postseason, which I feel like is is the biggest thing. But um, that's just kind of an example of, yeah, it can be done, and it has been done in the past. Well, kind of moving on to the next topic. And Christian, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you kind of introduce it. But women's basketball team has a Michigan native added on as an associate head coach, and uh, she's got some pretty good credentials as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. You're taking a look at a new assistant by the name of Gail Gestenkers, and Gail comes to the Chippewas. You know, she's been in a little bit of a hiatus in terms of coaching. Hasn't been away from the game by any means. She's kind of transitioned into a broadcasting slash consulting role uh, after an illustrious 30-year career. I mean, you're talking seven ACC Coach of the Year awards at Duke, made a couple of Final Fours, almost 500 wins as a head coach, you know, at the collegiate level. And now she's coming to Mount Pleasant, Michigan, to be an associate head coach under Coach Heather Osterley. And the first thing that jumped out to me was their reaction from the general public because, you know, women's ba- women's collegiate basketball is something that is gaining in popularity now. You know, I feel like it's it's ever so slightly rising and it's becoming something that's on par with men's collegiate basketball, which is one of the top things in this country at any level in terms of entertainment. And when, when you see a name like that, and of course I hadn't been familiar with it because Gestenker's prime was before I was born, um, but she's got – so, I mean, the, the general reaction from not just the Mount Pleasant people, but all over the country, there was na- this was national news, bringing in this assistant coach, and all it took, took was a little bit of asking around. I mean, I've got some women's college basketball fanatics in my family who knew who she was and said, holy cow, you know, this isn't just a big hire for your, for your coach. It's a huge hire for your program. And we got the chance to speak with, with her and Coach Osterley at uh, their introductory press conference just on Monday, and wow, you can already tell Heather's loving it. Gail's loving being back. You know, she mentioned having that itch to get back, but at the same time, she wasn't just going to go anywhere. You know, when she heard about the job from from a close friend of hers, Mark Simons, who ironically she's replacing, um, he told her that he was retiring and that she should check it out. And having played for former Chippewa coach Sue Guevara, Gail sent her a text message and was put in touch with Heather and Heather couldn't believe it, which I think is awesome. You know, Heather, who already has a MAC title under her belt, you know, already has a 20-plus win season, and now she's getting one of the best coaches in college basketball history to help her out. I mean, this is an arsenal she's got now. Uh, another coach, they had to hire another assistant to replace Muriel Page, not to get too, you know, ramble on, but I feel like this is worth mentioning as well. I mean, Sarah Miles, who was a solid collegiate player at West Virginia in the early 2000s. She's coming on the staff too. So not only do you get one of the best college coaches in the game, you're getting a really solid player on your coaching staff as well. And that's going to broaden the horizons for not just Osterley, but for the players and the recruiting. And you're taking like a Michaela Kelly, who maybe didn't have the greatest pro prospects just because you're coming from a mid-major school for a draft that only has two rounds. And you've, you know, not many roster spots available in the WNBA, but now you've got one of the best coaches in college basketball and Gail Gestengers that can vouch for you. And on the other end, you know, if you want to play overseas, you've got Sarah Miles, who's done that before. The possibilities are endless 
the sky's the limit for this squad now that they've got these two solid, solid assistant coaches. Well, yeah, it's, it's you know, Gestenkers. I'm not, am I pronouncing that right? Okay, sweet. A Waterford native, um, play, played at SVSU, like you said, um, under Sue Guevara, former assistant coach there. Just and, – and Chris, Christian wrote a, wrote a pretty incredible feature about um, just the – I guess not the chain of events, but kind of like the the chain of familiarity. I guess is is what you could say. Um, so Mark Simon's a little bit more than just a friend. It's a, yes, so he's, ex-husband. He, he retired and is actually Gestenker's ex husband. Um, he he came over from Georgia Tech, and now Muriel Page is going to Georgia Tech, right? Mm-hmm. So there's 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 some there's just some some continuity there. That's just, I just find it so ironic that just the yeah oh i'm gonna leave georgia tech uh, mark simon's gonna leave georgia tech come coach at central michigan okay i'm gonna retire tell my ex-wife about this coaching position how great it would be muriel page is gonna go over to georgia tech now and and do her coaching over there it's 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 and and then and then and then just anchors like here's the information and in, in, in context sue about it and then finally gets in touch with Heather, and here she is. It, it's just, it's just hilarious, you know, kind of how that all works out. And not, I mean, not hilarious, but it's just really interesting how that all worked out. And uh, you know, and I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, the, that women's basketball team, man, that's going to be. It, fingers crossed that they'll be able to play this this season. Right. I, I think they will be. But I mean, it, and if, if they are, I mean, that's going to be one of the best mid-major teams in the country. Uh, they already they already were. Um, but I think with the added coaching presence and some of the intensity that you have with especially Gestankers, you're going to have, I would argue, like, I mean, the best, I would argue the best mid-major team in the country. You know, you could see this team being ranked I would think in the AP uh, for several weeks throughout the season, especially if they can get Michaela Kelly, Molly Davis, Kira Bustle to play like they did last year. You you could be talking about one of, and knock on wood, one of the best teams that the women's basketball team has ever had. Yeah, I think it's incredible. You know, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the returning assistant coach, Courtney Sheldon, who has played an amazing part you know, she was a three-year starter at point guard at NIU, and she's really taken that playing experience that she had and turned it into, you know, this coaching prowess that she's got. She's the one that's pulling the strings with Michaela Kelly and Molly Davis and all these guards that are playing so solid. Um, so she's doing a phenomenal job as well. And also speaking about returning, you got five starters coming back. You've got just about every piece on your bench coming back, minus Gabby Bird and Michaela Kelly or McKenna Kelly, pardon me, who's both of their leadership is going to be tough to replace. I mean, you could tell in press conferences and around practice just how much their teammates love those two girls and and how they all really kind of bonded together. Especially McKenna Kelly, who's like the glue of that team, you know, off the court, and then Gabby Bird and her shooting ability on the court. Both both of those two each brought dimensions. They're going to be tough to replace, but. Uh, Gestankers, who's going to work with the forwards, touched down in a little bit in a press conference as well. And, you know, they got a trio of pretty pretty solid forwards coming in in Sydney Graber, Rachel, Lu- Rachel Luby, and Mariama Turkstra. 
I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, and she's excited. You know, all three of those girls can shoot it in addition to being, you know, six feet tall. So that's a dimension that that's going to be pretty pivotal. And one of the things that you mentioned being ranked in the AP top 25, as the schedule is set right now, the Chippewas are scheduled to go to the Bahamas for the battle for Atlantis. With all this going on, there's not a whole lot of chance that that happens, but it's exposure opportunities like that. It's the first time ever that the, the battle for Atlantis is hosting a women's invitational in addition to the men's and central Michigan scheduled to go there. And this was before all these high quality additions, not to discount the people leaving, obviously, you know, and, and Simons and page, they obviously played a huge part in building this too, but with these new coaches, this program's on another level. And if they get any sort of chance to compete with these high major schools in, in what, what would be any sort of non-conference situation I think would be huge in terms of them getting exposure, not just at the mid-major level, because they're already one of the top teams at the mid-major level. It's about taking it to the next level. I think that's this, these two assistant coaches are a huge step in the direction of going to the next level for the Chippewas. Yeah. uh, Literally everything you just said, I am right there with you. Um, I honestly, I didn't, I, I, you know, you guys kicked me in the leg for not uh, not knowing that the Battle for Atlantis uh, was hosting a women's tournament. That's that's uh, that's really cool. That's really special. And you know, and like you said, like all likelihood, that tournament won't be able to be played um, in November. I guess when it's scheduled. Um, yeah, yeah. But hopefully, you know, some kind of there'll be some some capacity that they'll be able to. I I. Th- I, I I think, in my personal opinion, that it would just only be a conference season if they're able to play. That'd be both for the men and the women. Um, but still, I mean, you you go through and, and dominate your conference, pretty similar to how CMU did last year. I mean, I, I I'm pretty sure they were getting looks um, for for an AP top twenty five spot uh, towards the end of the season. Then kind of lost a couple of games towards the end of the regular season, and um, and then the Mac tournament hit and then the world was shut down, you know, for five months. So, yeah. so anyway, you know, if, if CMU can go through and dominate the conference again, and I think that'll be able to, um, you know, I think that will be, <laughs> you, you, you'll be looking at a ranked team, you know, I would say by February. And, and again, if they only play a conference season start in January, finish up in March like like normal, then yeah, you'll be looking at a, a ranked team, I think, uh, by the conference tournament. And if you're able to, you know, if they're going to start in January, play a non-conference season, and then, um, you know, play, a, I guess, a conference season in, say, March, ended up in April, early May, that kind of thing, I don't know. Um, but if they're able to do that, then I, I think you're, uh, you're in pretty good shape for that. Um, but anyway, that's, that's just, that, that, that's just rambling for, for another time, I guess. One last thing I wanted to touch on Christian, um, esports is, you know, are the, it's the, it's the newest varsity sport on, on CMU's campus. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, with, with, um, all the other, all the other fall sports, um, being shut down. You know, this provides a, a great a great opportunity to um, kind of as you, as you said earlier to give exposure to to the esports program. 
Um, you know, yeah. they got four four video games that, that that they play at the varsity level. It's uh, uh, Overwatch, League of Legends, which is the most popular. I think those two are the more popular ones, actually. Um, then Rocket League and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Kind of like a like a like a like a. It's pretty much like a, I think like a fighting game on a stage, kind of similar to Mortal Kombat. If you guys are familiar with that one, um, but it, it's with with uh, Nintendo characters and um, some some other variations. It, it you know it's it's all it's all it's all really um, really interesting. But the team is hosting interest nights on well Wednesday on the nineteenth and the twentieth, all on on the program's Twitch channel. Um, which you can find uh, CMU Esports or CMish Esports, excuse me, CMish Esports. And then they're holding, the program's holding tryouts actually on the weekend on August 22nd and 23rd, so Saturday and Sunday, um, to fill out the roster and, and um, get a team set for, for the season. Um, still a little unsure of when that season actually begins, but um, you know, you'll be able to take on other programs uh, within the the Mid American Conference, which in the esports world is called the Esports Collegiate Conference. Um, but it's still the same twelve uh, Mid American Conference institutions that make up that uh, particular conference. So, Christian. Um, you know, what kind of experience do you have, um, if at all, with uh, any of these games and any of uh, any of the maybe of the four games or just any kind of video games in general? I mean, to be completely honest, I don't think I've ever played any of those four games. Um, but, you know, we're going to have to cover them, so I'm sure I'll get quite familiar. And the good thing about all this is that there's still people behind, you know, you usually say pulling the strings, but I guess in video games, they're pressing the buttons. And then, so there's going to be plenty of stories to tell because at the end of the day, they're athletes too. You know, it's crazy to see how kind of the the turning of the page in terms of sports has led to not just physical athletes peaking their performance. You got guys like Tom Brady, who's going to play till he's a hundred years old and uh, playing football. You've got, it's to the point where video gaming has become a competitive sport because there are just so many people that are that good at it. So I think that's kind of fascinating. And again, while I don't have a ton of familiarity with these games, it's going to be cool to sit and watch these guys playing because they're the best at what they do. And I'm a, I'm a sucker for co- competitive nature and greatness. And so we'll be able to sit back and have a front row seat for that. Yeah, it'll be, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to, to you know share these share these people's stories. I mean, you know the you know they 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 don't typically get the same kind of exposure as you know any of football players or basketball players do, or even softball or baseball players. You know that kind of thing. So I, I'm 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 excited, um, you know, for the opportunity to you know share you know share these share these people's stories i mean i'm sure some of them have just incredible stories of how they ended up at cmu or you know like what what drew them to the esports program that kind of thing um i'm i'm sure there's 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 some or just you know they're like i said before kind of their journey to cmu but like their pathway you know maybe they 
you know, have some kind of disease or something that, that, you know, only allows them to play for a certain amount of time a week. I don't know, you know, something, something along those lines, not, not wishing for that, but you now that's, you know, something you just don't know. And we're going to try to explore that as best as possible. Um, you know, I, I do have a little bit of experience with Rocket League, so I'm not, I'm not very good at it. Okay, I, I, I actually, I, I suck at it. I'm, so you're not going to be on the team? No, oh, God, no. They're not no, going to no, see no. Austin Chastain on the team? Oh, hell no. Sources not a chance. confirm Austin no, Chastain I, will not yeah. be on the Rocket League team. Breaking news. Yeah, breaking in all caps. <laughs> No, never, never. No, I, I, um, I'm, I'm pretty terrible at it. I, you know, I try to have a little bit of fun with it. Um, and for, for, for folks that don't, don't necessarily know what Rocket League is, it's, um, there's actually a couple of different game modes that you can play. You can play I think, basketball, hockey, um, and soccer. And then there's a couple of other ones um, that aren't necessarily as popular, but still are, are played. But soccer is, is the big one. And it's actually car, car, rocket-powered cars playing soccer. Uh, so you're you're controlling a rocket-powered car, rocket-powered vehicle. Um, try to try to score goals <laughs> and the, the strategy and and uh, some you know some of the gameplay, some of the tactics that you have are just mind-boggling. And I just usually just press the boost button and just go as fast as I can and try to just score goals you know the absolute cheapest wakes when when so um it's kind of like normal soccer um i guess yeah normal soccer that's fine um the ball is placed at the middle and then it you know counts three two one go and everyone makes a mad dash at the ball sitting stationary at the middle of the field usually what i do because i play on you know like beginner or, or, or rookie mode is i just slam the boost and then slow down right as I get to the ball because I'm always going to be the first one to touch it. I slow down just before I hit the ball, and it launches the ball towards the goal, and it usually goes in. So that's how I'm able to uh, score score some goals. But not proud of that in any any sense of the word. But um, it'll it'll be it'll be it'll be really it'll be great to learn um, you know more about all four of these games as. Uh, as we get started, as we get the ball rolling on this semester, um, so I, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm really excited for the opportunity to, to try something different, try something new. Um, but uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, man, seriously, I, I know I said it before at the beginning, at the open of the show here, but I'm just so happy to be back in Mount Pleasant. <laughs> I mean, okay. it is. It's just fantastic. Um, you know, I haven't gone to any bars, I promise. Um, I mean, but just, just, you know, stopping by, you know, even just the, the KFC up here on, on mission street, it's, you know, it's right there. It's fantastic. It's, it's just nice to, it's, and going downtown. Um, I actually went downtown last weekend to go take some pictures just randomly. Cause I was like, eh, I'm bored. Why not? Let's go take some pictures downtown. And uh, you know, I walked by, walked by the bird, saw all the tables sitting outside of the front of the bird, and uh-huh. man, that was that guy cracked up when I saw that. Walked by the Blue Gator, walked by Marty's Bar. I actually didn't walk by Dog Central, which I'm really kicking myself for because I could have really used a hot dog that day. 
Hey, man, oh. got to go after it. That's right. But uh, no, like I said, it, it's great to it's great to be back in town, and it's great to be back working at CM Life. Back, great to be back, um, working, doing Maroon and Bold, mm-hmm. and uh, hosting Maroon and Bold with Christian. Man, this is uh, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of fun, you know. It's, and it's great to have you back, Christian. And you know, hope that uh, hope you're excited for uh, for an, uh, I guess interesting fall semester. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. Is interesting. At the end of the day. You know, one of the things my parents always taught was to be adaptable, be flexible. You know, last-second planning is sometimes the best planning. So just going to take it day by day, just relax, go with the flow, and, you know, kind of a little REO speed wagon, roll with the changes. Great song. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, really, that's just about it. You know, for I'm going to stay here in my dorm until they tell me to leave. So it is what it is, man. Just going to go with the flow. I like it, man. Kind of have that sudden change mentality as, uh, as you get on the sideline. Sure. I like it. Well, I want to thank our – well, first of all, I want to thank Christian for coming on the show and, and joining us. And, of course, I want to thank our podcast slash multimedia editor, Ben Ackley, for a job well done. I want to thank all of you for watching as we're on video and, and listening to the first episode of a new season of Maroon Bold. We hope you all are well, and we hope that you guys stay with us, and hopefully we'll be able to provide as incredible, some incredible coverage um, of the eSports program and, of course, your favorite Chippewa football, football, fall sports, all of it. Um, make sure you follow along with us, as always, at CM Life on Twitter, at CM Life Sports on Twitter. Christian can be found at CBoer underscore on Twitter. I can be found at Chastain AJ. Like I said on the emergency podcast last time, a little bit different, a little bit of a change than what I had before. So I wanted to take the numbers out, make it, make it a little bit easier for you guys to find. And as always, follow along with us at Central Michigan Life on Facebook and cm-life.com for all of your great Chippewa sports coverage. Thank you guys so much. We will talk to you again when we meet again. <laughs> <laughs>